Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chips and Bits. My name is Kenny M. Ayers, or Kenny M. Ayers, as I like to say. Uh, and with me, of course, is the venerable, the beautiful, the benevolent Mr. Matthew Anderson. Hi! <laughs> uh, the king of introductions, as I believe we call him, out in the Old West, at the Old Canal. I had to make sure that I outdid you with enthusiasm this time, Kenny. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm excited to be here every week. Yeah. I am. Uh, me it's, too. It's it's Matt. It's my nice Matt time that I get, which I get kind of every day on IM since you're like one of two people I now talk to on IM daily. It's yeah. like you and Blythe, my two lady friends, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's good to see you. But uh, today's topic is La Noir. Yes. Noir. Is it Noir? Noir. 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 Yeah. Noir. Yeah. It says so casually. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. That's a good training you got up in the leaf in the leaf country. Yeah, maple leaf to be be correct there, Kenny. Uh, to be precise is a better yeah. way to way to say it. But um, yeah, so we both beat it. It took Matt quite a bit longer than me, but we both beat it. Yep. And uh, we have a lot of things to talk about uh, since there's really no multiplayer. It. It pretty much, we can start off straight from the beginning. The ending absolutely sucked on that game. So, throughout the game, you're playing as this character named Phelps. Um, Cole Phelps. And you really like, you like this guy, and, and then... Uh, Shit happens in the middle. He gets caught cheating on his family with a, a German singer. Yeah, communist. A German communist. Yeah. Um, and the the game sort the story kind of collapses at that point. I think. Yeah, I mean. So I, the result I'm... is the police department are 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 shady as shit because it's L.A. in the nineteen fifties, early fifties. Yeah, they're full-on shady. And they needed something to draw attention away from all the shady shit that they were doing. And that part was really cool. Like, how that all played out was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then the story just falls apart from there. It, it just kind of collapses in on itself. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying, like... It, it wasn't necessarily that I thought Cole Phelps was a super likable character. But he was, he was interesting. He was... Uh, you know, he was complex. There were so many different things about him that it was, you know, it was difficult to get a read on him sometimes. Um, and I really liked playing with him uh, as, as a character. I mean, he was interesting to play. Yeah. And yeah, I agree that this, this whole time they, they did a really good job the first half of the game setting up this, this story where he's the hero uh, and he's this rising star in the police department. And he's the only good cop out there. Um, so yeah, of course, looking back on it, who, who better to frame and, and, you know, have be the, the the fall boy than 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 the golden boy, right? Right, but then the tale after that is you know it goes a couple of ways, and generally, it's it's usually a tale of of redemption or just of real sorrow, and it, it was kind of a tale of neither. Yeah, yeah, it was it was more a, a tale of. I mean, it was like a going through the motions. It was a reality tale, like it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, minus the 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 very end, which actually I won't actually spoil what happens at the uh, after the last mission is complete. Uh, well, we're gonna have to spoil it because I have, I have to talk about why it, why it's why the end why we uh, 
what we feel about the ending. Okay. Well, then, uh, super major spoiler alert, like, beyond, right. beyond Thunderdome spoiler alert. Just pause right now if you haven't beat it. Okay, go. He dies at the end. Yeah, he Cole gets, Phelps. He gets swept away, and nothing changes. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not a metaphor for like the tides of justice or anything. No, he like he actually gets swept away in a sewer. In a sewer, <laughs> right. and and for, like, the trash that he is. And the last, <laughs> like his last words are to the communist, uh, "I love you," and then he gets swept away. Yeah, and yeah. it is just like it's cheap. That's what it is. Yeah. So <clears throat> let me throw something in in there. Uh, the other weird thing about about the ending to this game is that you spent hours, days, playing as this this Cole Phelps character, who, regardless of whether you thought he was likable or not, interesting character, well developed, you know, fun to play. With what two, three missions left, they change perspectives. I think and, it's the last three missions. If I all right, so you've got three missions of what twenty two? It's, it's yeah, short. yeah. All I'm trying to point out is it's a very short span of time. Right. And they change perspectives to a different character who's been a complete secondary. You, all you know about him is, is secondhand storytelling from, from a flashback perspective or from Cole Phelps himself. And you play three missions as, as this character who, in my opinion, is just totally boring. I mean, they set him up like he's. Well, he's know, like Captain America. Yeah, they set him he's up. Like he's like Superman. Space. Nobody's really interested in Superman because he's perfect. Yeah, I guess. So, whatever. Character aside, you play as this guy. Yeah, I guess, so whatever isn't critical commentary. Yeah, I guess, so whatever. Well, that, that's my way of, I want, <laughs> you know, I want to get this point across, and I don't want to stop to correct you. Okay. So, so yeah, I felt like when we first started playing as the, the second character, Jack uh, Kelso, Jack Kelso is his name, um... I remember thinking almost out loud, and I may have mentioned it to you, Kenny, that I felt like it was going to be one of those moments where I'm playing as this character and it's going to serve absolutely no purpose. And I'm going to look back on it in vain, thinking, why did I have to play as that character? And I will say I was only slightly wrong with that premonition. Why do you think you were wrong? I think that was pretty accurate. I was wrong because it did serve a purpose. It set up the sequel? Unfortunately, the purpose it served was ruining the ending. (laughs) Well, that's... That's true. I think the purpose it served was setting up the sequel. Because no, if you think about think so. if you think about a noir story, it has to be like a private detective. Okay. But I I doubt that they're going to take Jack the Jack Kelso storyline and start making more noirs out of them. Really? Yes. Where do you think they'd go next? Well, there's only like I mean, if you're going to talk crime scenes, Los Angeles in the 50s, I guess you could go New, New York. Yeah, I think they they would change perspectives, or they'll do they'll just make DLC that has Cole Phelps in it. I mean, just like they've been doing so far. Well, this is another in a long line of terrible endings from Rockstar Games. But see, here's the thing, though. It, it was okay. So to your to your point, I agree with you. It was it was slightly cheap. They didn't reach very far for for a dramatic ending. But yeah. you know, going back to this whole Jack Kelso switching perspective thing, I think if they just kept you attached to Cole Phelps, like they did you know, to the lead character in Red Dead Redemption. Right. That when well, he did die... Wait a minute. Wait, well, we don't want to go into that territory right now. No, but. we don't. Okay, so let's drop that one on the floor. But 
if, if they just stayed with, with Phelps and told the Jack Kelso storyline and introduced him through Phelps' perspective, then I wouldn't have been detached. The, the yeah. problem became that I almost kind of forgot about you know, Phelps. I stopped thinking about him. I stopped caring about him. And I was so detached that by the end, I was kind of torn between which character I was supposed to care about more. And he, I didn't really I didn't care as much when he You he didn't died. care about anyone. Yeah, I was like, I don't care who dies here. It could be any of the people involved in this last cutscene. The only so, person you care about at the end is the psychiatrist who you think is just so creepy. That's the only one that gets an emotion from you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And it's, and it's sad because it does seem like they were trying to come up with something. That they were trying the same, that, that weird formula. You know, let, let's make a crazy, unexpected ending. And I don't know, it did. It did I know, I, and the last, the last mission was, was not even that good. It was not the best mission of the game. Yeah. I'm climbing around in the sewers, and then I like unlock the flamethrower for a bridge for, for for five seconds. Yeah, I flamethrow some guys, and it's like, what, really? Yeah, yeah. You had so, a flamethrower? I don't. Yeah, you, got a, you didn't get a flamethrower. I I might not have. You, you don't have to pick it up, but you you can grab it in like. A, no, yeah, I didn't do the flamethrower. There's a supply room that's. But like you know, it was from the end. It was an action sequence in a game that literally will let you skip the action sequences. Yeah. So I think we should talk now. Uh, we we both agree pretty much on the ending. Like, yeah. Plot wise, the game, the way it plays through, is really really interesting. And I thought the peak of the, I mean, the end uh, when you when you get caught with the German chick and the police department blames you. Yeah. That was interesting. But it wasn't as awesome as the end of Homicide, where you have to let the serial killer uh, go. Yes. That was, that was the height, I think, of, of plot in that game. I don't know. I mean, I, I, liked, I liked the whole Vice storyline. I liked... Oh, the, no, it was great. But I thought that that part was really, really... really that whole... Se- the, the Homicide missions and the way it played out was probably the best sort of section of the game i thought yeah i agree and you know it's funny because technically if you break it down into to common elements they almost follow the same sort of um formula there where they're building up all these you know multifaceted plot lines but they're not pushing them too hard and then you get to the end you have this kind of thing that you're inspecting but but you know they're going to probably throw you a curveball and the curveball they throw you is like you're not expecting it at all yeah. and it's super disappointing like when you when that happened i was really upset i was pissed off i was like what the fuck how could they do that yeah you know but pissed off in a good way you know pissed off in like a wow i can't believe they would do that and it's interesting and i know they were trying to parallel actual um historical fact and so i know that there's actually some 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 legitimate reasons as to why they didn't go there with the plot as well so that was really cool yeah um even though it was disappointing nothing like the ending the ending was the opposite kind of disappointing where it's just sort of like why i agree Hmm. uh that being said it was it was uh the, the dialogue and everything else, in especially characters, mm-hmm. uh, up until that ending point, were really well done. Yeah, I I agree. It really it actually kind of sucked that the, that the ending was so disappointing. Yeah, both isn't of us, it? Oh we man, have, we have to start the podcast off that way because literally, I mean, if you if you take the the disappointingness that was the ending out of this game, the rest of the game is really really good. And you know what's funny is I, I'm surprised you like it as much because the gameplay mechanics are so slow. Yeah, they are, but they're also methodical. But they're adventure games. Like, you're yeah, playing it, an adventure game. Yeah, yeah. But you hate adventure games. No, I don't. I I still haven't played Heavy Rain, and what I played of it so far was fucking boring. 
It starts that's, off slow, but uh, that's your opinion of how I don't like adventure games. Well, you don't that's... like Monkey Island either, but it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> I can't believe you just compared Monkey Island to LA Noir. <laughs> You're going around searching for items, putting them together so you can move forward. Okay. There's there it is an adventure game. It's a very simplistic Kenny view of <laughs> Monkey Island. <laughs> Monkey Okay. <laughs> Different podcast, Kenny. Different time. I, I don't think we can have a Monkey Island podcast. It'll be like five minutes of you talking and me just hanging up the headphones and fucking yeah. walking away. <laughs> so the mechanics were really interesting. Uh, I like that you and I actually got different results uh, for different cases, I think. Yeah, we did. We talked about a couple of stories or a couple of people that we'd interviewed or got different results on. And uh, that was quite interesting. Yeah, and apparently, like... If you follow the right line of questioning with people, you can question, like, you can convict one or the other. But I was only able to convict one of them, and you were only able to convict another one of those? Yeah, there's there's two, at least, that I can remember, two different uh, particular missions, cases, where, depending on how you ask the questions, which evidence you gathered, and in which order you question the suspects, you will unlock additional questions. Yeah. Uh, And if if you play your cards right then you'll wind up in a position where you can you can end up convicting both suspects and you can choose or one suspect will refuse to talk to you to give you any more information to give you enough um to go on to actually convict them so then you're forced to convict the other suspect even if you didn't want to yeah and did you notice uh, do you watch mad men yeah, t- yeah that three quarters of the cast of mad men was in the game yeah they were all yeah. in the game yeah they were- well and it's funny because just when you thought that they'd all shown up like literally you know two missions from the end the pete campbell shows up yeah, with, a, yeah. with that town, towny accent you know yeah. just out of nowhere you're like wow yeah hey pete campbell how's it going buddy? yeah that part was really funny was that it was it pretty was. much the, featuring the cast of except don didn't make it in but they probably couldn't afford don draper yeah he was he was busy yeah but man you know the interviewing process you just uh you you get almost a, a, a behavioral like it's it's purely Pavlovian. It's like in its purest form of yeah. hearing the wrong sound chime when you have the wrong answer. Yeah, like I'm, there's an there's an intense because they play the same two notes before the third note decides your fate, and yeah. you're always like, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the, one of the things I thought was most well done about about the game was actually that that musical cue yeah musical uh, cues it, in general like musical i love cues in general. how they yes. did that but yeah i mean the the other thing of course is so uh for the uninitiated who may not have played this game yet who won't now because we've ruined it um uh you know when when you get into the interview sequences you always have uh three uh actions that you can choose you can decide they're telling the truth you can doubt that they're telling the truth or you can you can call them that they're lying you can call their bluff you can only call their bluff, though, if you have uh, uh, evidence to back up your claim. And for the first two, if you, if you say they're telling the truth or you pick doubt, uh, it immediately lets you know with this musical cue that you just heard Kenny mention whether or not you got it right. When you pick lie, though, there's silence. So you pick lie and there's just a click, there's silence, and then they'll give you a, the character will give you a prompt like, oh, what do you got to prove it, buddy? And you have to pick the evidence, and only after then you pick the evidence does it give you the musical cue. And it's just this, this moment of intense, oh shit, what do I have that I can call this person on? And you're flipping through your evidence and trying to pick, and then there's an extra step where you could get it wrong again. And I thought that was just really well done. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what I also thought was great was, uh, uh, if you've read 
their views and such. They all talk about the facial animation and how you can read certain things. But the most interesting part about the game was that the increase in difficulty over the course of time was due to the increase in complexity of the facial expressions. Uh, because in the beginning, they're almost comical. Like, you right. can almost see, like, it's like an animated character. Like, yeah. when they're lying, they're, like, moving their head left and right, and, like, their eyes yep. are moving backwards. But mm-hmm. you get towards the end, like, the guy from uh, Fringe, uh, yep. Yep. Who, who was also in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, uh, he was tough to read. Like there, there were quite a few, and, and even not the the more pinnacle characters. But the first time I really noticed it, well, I, I had a lot of trouble with the Chimo, um, of the child molester. You know, he was he was just so he was so straightforward that I couldn't tell whether he was whether there was more information to get out of him or whether he was telling the truth. And I and I and I miss a lot of the questions the first time. The other one that I noticed having real difficulty with after I'd adjusted to the typical facial animations was the young girl, the daughter of uh, the guy from heroes. Oh yeah. God, she was really tough. She was really tough. Actually. So was the little kid in the hospital. Yeah. The the kids were, were really tough as, as, as you'd think they probably would be. They were, they were different. They acted different than the other characters. I actually think that daughter, I got, I got like one out of three. Correct. I did the first time. That was the first mission that I got. uh, The first case that I got three, only three stars on. Yeah, because I, I I blew that entire interview with her because you know you're asking her about her mother's jewelry or something I can't remember exactly but she's super uncomfortable and she's fidgeting and she's looking around but it's just because she's a kid and she's super you know scared to talk to these scary policemen without her father around in her house right and they, you know stuff like that that they that they got so right with this game was really impressive and and really hard yeah and I think this is another in this incredibly long line of games coming out. With the art direction, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, and it's it's so prolific. I mean, just from the title screen to the typography that they chose for the credits to the black and white sequences. I mean, now granted, it's a lot easier for them to do it than it is for something that's original. Like the Darksiders, sure. Yeah, I mean, coming up with you know doing noir is is there's some genre. things you're playing with and yeah, they you can pull from some stuff yeah. and they pretty much pull all those influences like they don't uh they don't really minus the minus how they how the plot develops which is based more in like you know sort of postmodern uh reality uh kind of <laughs> complexes yeah you know just like oh he doesn't always get what he wants etc um they stay true to noir like all the way through Yep, agreed. But uh, and I think that makes it a little easier for them. Although, granted, they did try to recreate all of 1950s yeah, all LA. of Los Angeles, which I think was it, they got incredible. Ninety percent is what they said. Ninety percent accuracy. Oh, of actual buildings and stuff at that time. Yeah, I I would believe it. I mean, it looks it looks amazing when you're driving around. That's another thing. I didn't drive around a lot. Really? No. The minute I found out that you could skip to scenes, I jumped right to scenes. Uh, that's probably why you you beat it sooner than I did. Well, I mean, what there wasn't really a reason to drive around. I I like driving around. Yeah, but the problem is the the car mechanics were so tough that if you kept driving around, you'd run into people and you'd lose money. Not if not if you could uh, you could uh, condition yourself to be okay listening to the police siren the whole time. Then they move out of the way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I wouldn't turn on the police siren. Yeah, I did. You know, I didn't do it all the time. 
but it, it depends. Like lots of the times um, when you'd get into the car and you'd just be starting heading over to the crime scene for the first time and your partner would be giving you some additional information or, you know, starting up a chat with you. Um, then I would want to listen to that. So I'd get in the car, I'd start driving, I'd listen to the conversation, and then I'd find myself just enthralled with, you know, the environment and just continuing to drive. Here's the thing. Here's the thing they did that was better than what Grand Theft Auto and other games do. When you press triangle and get in the car and there's dialogue, a conversation between partners, they keep the auto driving going, let the dialogue continue until it's over. And then they'll fade into the next scene. Oh, and then they skip? Yeah, and then they'll jump forward. So they play through the dialogue part. Like, they, he, the partner would just drive around and sometimes hit shit, which was like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, and they would go through the whole dialogue. They wouldn't, they wouldn't cut off for it. That sounds really smart. And that, that goes to show you how, how often I did not skip because I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, no, I skipped almost every damn time. Huh. I nope. just don't like those kind of driving mechanics of the games like that. I just don't enjoy it. I thought it was beautiful. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the scenery, but you see most of the scenery driving around um, in general. Not yeah. driving around, but like throughout the mission in the game. I guess, but like when you're doing the car chases, you don't get to see much. And and, and ironically, some of, some of the best uh, time that I had driving was when you go into the new area of the city uh, for the arson cases and you're following around in the new building development developments, and uh-huh. there's all like framed there's framed houses everywhere, and you kind of drive behind them and around the tar pits and whatnot. Like you know, there was quite a few areas that it was just really kind of fun to drive around. Yeah, uh, but for me, again, like the mechanics and having to avoid other cars and and just like it took time, and I was like, I want to get yes. to the next part of the mission. Like I want to see what happens and. I, I mean, I, the interviews are addictive. They're like, they're the addictive gaming property of uh, uh, of, the, of LA Noir. Is are those interview scenes? Yep. God, does, doesn't it just make it, that game? So when you get one of the questions wrong, it makes you feel like shit. It does. <laughs> that's that's a testament to kind of how well they set up the interview sequences. Where it was really stressful to try and guess the right answer. When you did. It wasn't a huge payoff. It wasn't like every time you got an answer right, you were like, yes. I mean, when I got out of the interview sequences and it was like four out of four, correct? I was like, fuck yeah. I'm an awesome <laughs> detective, right? I'm, a, I'm the best detective in the world. Yeah. But it wasn't like I jumped for joy. However, when you got them wrong, God, it made you feel like an asshole. Yeah, when you see two out of three. Yeah, you're like, damn it. There's nothing more depressing than that third question that was different from the other two. Yeah. Well, and especially once you get along and you realize... If you get the first three correct, sometimes you unlock a fourth question. Yeah. And so then it's like two out of three wrong, and you're like, oh, I wonder if I missed another angle. The yeah. hardest thing was doubt. Like, when to know when to use doubt and when to use lying. That was the yeah. hardest problem. Um, mm-hmm. Just knowing which evidence was which, as you said earlier. Um, and then, uh, you know, sometimes I'll go and look them up after the fact and be like, fucking really? Like... How would I have known that? Yeah, yeah. Some of them, especially later in the game, some of them are like, "It's a you should doubt him because he's not telling the full truth. He's he's making a true statement, but he knows more." Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's definitely true. I you know once I found out about halfway through the game that you could back out of an accusation without evidence. Yeah, that uh, was helpful. I became a little bit more, um, you know, I, I, I. I became a little bit more... What the fuck? What word am I looking for? Brave? Yeah, I was a little bit more brave. 
about uh, you know trying out an accusation because sometimes they'll give you some verbal cues. You know, they'll say, "How could you possibly know I was in this place to buy that piece of wood?" And then you're like, "Oh, the receipt. Oh, I've got that." You know. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, "What do you got on me?" You're like, ten things. I don't know which one it is, so <laughs> I'm not going to accuse you of anything. We'll try that again later." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was a great game, and and it's like DLC crazy too. It is, yeah. I've I've played through one of them so far. How was it? It was really good. I I don't know if I if you remember if if I told you or not. Yeah, that you actually I, played through it in the real game. Yeah, I didn't like, know I was playing it until through the afterwards. plot progression. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, Did it move yeah. the plot forward any? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. It, it it's an entire case, right? So. The case was segmented enough that, you know, it, it wasn't the main storyline, but it's still, you know, I had the correct partner. It was something in line with what we were dealing with at the time. So it was, you know, it was related to the story, but it wasn't the main storyline. So yeah, I had no idea. I yeah. just thought I was playing in another case. And it was stuck right in the middle of the other five. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, playing through some of those. I don't know, though. It's hard for me. Once I finish a game, it's hard for me to go back. Yeah, I agree. Although, you know, I, I spent at least another hour and a half or two hours afterwards um, running through some of the street crimes. Um, yeah, so those, I, oh, we didn't even talk about those, but we only have a little bit of time left. Oh, I thought do? the street crimes were great, and then they got really fucking boring after a <laughs> while. Yeah, that's it's funny. That's exactly the, the first. It's almost like the first time you play each different type of street crime. Yeah. Because there's, there's a couple of times. There's, like, there's the shootout. There's the car chase. There's the, the suicide. The suicide talking down from the ledge. There's a couple of different types. Yeah. And the first time you play each of those, it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And then the next time you play, you're like, uh, this has been done before. <laughs> and then the next time you're like, okay, fuck this. I'm not going to yeah, do seriously. these anymore. How do I skip this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those uh, were pretty much good. worthless. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was disappointing, but it was a good game. It was totally worth uh, totally worth the price of admission. Looks like the DLC is coming out, and I think I'll try and pull myself back into it. So that's another game that we like that we're talking about that we like. Amazing. Like and then I... the next game I know we're going to talk about is probably Dead Space 2, which I know we both like. So eventually we have to have games that we don't like. We're going to have to suffer through something. Well, we're, uh, we're about to start Infamous 2, right? Yeah, which might be interesting. I think we well, might have... It'll take us a while. It'll take us a little bit, too. So, you know, if we cover Dead Space 2, then we might have a week or two where we're going to have to pull in some... Uh... Some uh, some bad ones. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Uh, we should. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So we should do some trash talking. <laughs> yeah, we can talk. We can have the Final Fantasy episode. Uh, I wouldn't know enough about that to. to I know uh, it would just be me talking about how great it is for twenty five yeah. minutes, and then I'd be flushing the toilet in between the breaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or we could have the Gran Turismo episode. <laughs> oh man! All right. Is there anything else we need to cover about Ellen Noir before we call this one? Uh, no, I think it's a good game. The ending sucked. The ending did suck. I agree. I'm, I'm surprised that we both agree, but uh, we do agree. The ending was was not good, and the game was fantastic. Uh, it's definitely worth worth a playthrough, and if you can get past the uh, the disappointing ending, like I'm sure you can, the rest of the game, again, is, is really fantastic. Awesome. Well, this has been Chips and Bits. I'm Kenny Myers, and with me, as always, is... Matthew Anderson. There we go, and thanks for listening. Mom. Dad.